Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of appropriate, hopefully, listening ages. I'm Drew. I'm John. And we're your Court of Nerds. We've been kind of doing these uh, year-end wrap-up casts, and this is another one of the infamous, what we like to call, lo-fi homecasts, where where John and I uh, purchased a little recording board and we record at our house, because John and I live together. And his girlfriend lives here too, alright? I know what you're all thinking. We know you ship me and John. It's okay. We're beautiful. I understand. Mm -hmm. But let it go. Okay? He's very taken, and I'm quite enamored with his dog. So don't worry about it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm winning when John doesn't know how to react to what I'm saying. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) That's how I know I'm winning. Listen, uh, but we have been doing end of the year. Uh, Sledge and I took on end of the year video games and tabletops. Uh, John, Sledge, and I tackled end-of-the-year movies in a podcast earlier, and tonight we have pulled in our dear friends from Tardy's Collector's Corner to talk about the best comic books of the year, the literal foundation of what this podcast was built upon, and we're just getting around to it now. We do things out of order. That's okay. I'm super excited about it. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Gavin, I think you hold the record for most guest appearances on this podcast. I feel like I'm around a bit. It's either you or Hodges. It's either you or Mark Hodges. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's definitely Gavin. <laughs> Go down, Mark. Take oh, that. shit. That's right. Coming for you, Hodges. Right, I'm, I'm sitting back on the couch. I'm going to get comfy now. You can lean back. This thing will eat you. I know it will. It's the worst, it's the worst best couch on the planet. Mm-hmm. Everyone who comes to our house is like, everyone owned this couch at some point. I think that's true. I think these are from like these are the '90s couches. This is my dad's apartment when I was in high school. Couch, fantastic, like thousand percent. I used to sleep on one of these, and I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk to Gavin, of course, about what he read this year, what he liked. Uh, you know, of course, get Dee's opinion because we all like different books in this room. John as well. So we want. I want to go around. I want to start with that. And then, of course, we want to tell people what's selling. What are people picking up? What yeah. are you seeing trend wise? And then maybe talk about a little bit of some new books that are just coming out that have a good shot at taking over 2019. Dude, totally. This so fantastic. So, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I, I want to start with some of our best books of the year. Gav, why don't you lead us off? What What was one of your favorite titles of 2018? I think I'm not alone, but Batman White Knight was goddamn fantastic. You know what? I got a message on Twitter the other day from uh, our friend Eric Hultgren. Yeah. And Eric was like, dude, I know I'm late. But holy shit, Batman White Knight. It is fantastic. It is so good. Is, that's not the guy that was in the store yesterday, That was, was yesterday. We oh sold my. one yesterday. We, he, he bought I it yesterday? Me, I say we because I totally sold that shit. He really did. <laughs> was it EOB? No, it was a guy from my sister's work who showed up to Tardy's and was like, Hey, John, like I work with your sister. Like, what do you recommend? And I brought him to Vision and then... I was like, Gavin, what do you recommend Batman-wise? And he was like, this right there, and pointed directly to White Knight. And I think he bought both of them, right? Yeah. So, that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's an incredible book. I mean, it's it's Sean Gordon Murphy, who really has been kind of slowly breaking out for years. It's great. Like, he's just been on these incredible projects. And, And I don't know if a lot of them have sold a ton, but they've all got critical acclaim to them. Yeah, it's kind of a trip, like... Tokyo Ghost is fantastic. One of my favorites. Yeah, you know, and it's so good. And it didn't sell amazing, like, as it was coming out, but as when it hit graphic novel, people were like, this is amazing. You know, they wanted all of it, you know. And um, I, I think 
the best Batman books, if you think about, you know, like, longevity and stuff like that, Long Halloween, Batman Year One, Frank Miller Batman. Like, that kind of, like, it, it stands the test of time, Batman. Yeah, all of it has, you know, it's like, okay, I know basically who Batman is, that's all I really need to know, and this is all self-contained, and this is another one of those books. It's fantastic. It's just, it, it's, it's a really interesting take on a character we're all so familiar with. Right, which... He's been around for 80 years. How hard is, like, if you think about it, like, you're not going to get fresh takes on characters from 80 years old, like, every day, you know? So when it happens, people sit up and take notice. It's what Jeff Johns managed to do with Hal Jordan when he rebooted Green Lantern. You know, it's it's why it's why we give a shit about the Green Lantern today. Yeah. It, I mean, like, anything that you know about Green Lantern, it's, I mean, for the most part, at least... It's going to be how, or it's going to be Jeff Johns. How's this? Unless you're older than me and Gavin and listening to this podcast, yeah, exactly. And, and you have some other memory of Hal Jordan besides battling the Sinestro Corps. That's quintessential. Like I mean, to me, yeah, that's that's Green Lantern canon. That's right. it. That's that's the Bible of Green Lantern is Jeff Johns. When I talk to people and they're like, "Well, what do I read for Green Lantern?" I'm like, "Well, Black is not, Well, Sinestro Corps." Just start at Rebirth. Start at not and not the Rebirth that's coming out right now. No, the, no, the one through six. Because you start. A lot of people don't realize that when Hal Jordan, like this was two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah, I was just getting out of high school. I distinctly remember this. Yeah, he was Hal Jordan was dead. He was the Spectre, and he okay. So Jeff Johns took over, and he's dead, and there's no core. To every color has a core, and all of them have badass opening <coughs> stories and origins and all this kind of stuff. So like. That is amazing, you know, and like... Oh, and by the way, uh, all of the Green Lanterns you love from, you know, Earth are all alive again, and they all matter, and oh yeah, by the way, he made Kyle Rayner not a bitch. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, and he took Guy Gardner and made him, you know, he's got some heart to him, he made him a lot less slappable in the face, you know? <laughs> yeah. He, you know what, he gave him a little face turn, he was a full heel, <laughs> yes. gave him a little face turn. Yeah, it's like, alright, I But I, I think that's what someone like Sean Gordon Murphy, who they're gonna let play with this character... I think that's the kind of thing that he could be capable of, given full run of a sandbox. Right. You know, one of our customers was talking to him at uh, C2E2, because Sean Gordon Murphy was there, and apparently they, he was he was saying, you know, like, yeah, I got the second one already written in the can, but my contract's up right now, so game on, DC, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> get him. <laughs> Hold him. Twist their knickers. If you let him go, DC, I don't know what I'll do. Dio, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Calling out Dio like he's a wrestler. Come here, Dio. Come on, brother. Could do this thing, brother. Me softly. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, let, Batman White Knight should definitely make any. I think year end list for this year. I think the other one that's the obvious inclusion. You know where I'm going with this, uh, Mistress Miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, Mister Miracle. It's we, we've talked about it. I don't even know how many times, even just in podcast form. Yeah, right. But that's not to mention the amount of times you and I have discussed it in the shop. Oh, it's... The amount of people I talk to about it. Just that, no, I like comic books. It was more than just a nerd phenomenon. Right. Like, that's the craziest thing. Scott Free is, and I'll be blunt, the most irrelevant character. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, top five most irrelevant characters in the DCU. And I now... Mean, just above Ambush Bug, you know? And now, you have Scott Free and Big Barda getting shout-outs on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Dude, they, that book is everywhere. Like, I was watching an episode of Big Bang Theory, and they were reading a copy of Mr. Miracle on the couch. I'm like, ha-ha! And I mean, that's a show known for it, but it's still like, that book is everywhere. 
It has creeped in everywhere. Thank you, Tom King. Seriously, I mean, there are. We're at a wonderful point now where I, I want to equate it to the '90s, but without the foil variants. Yeah, but then now there are some foil no, variants. There's definitely foil variants out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they're gonna take like your a money thing for a while. <laughs> But the big thing that I'm trying to compare it to <laughs> is the iconic creator-artist duos. Yes. These pairings that, you know, like, uh, God, like like a good actor and director, except it's like two directors, and I think I actually put that in one of my reviews at thecourtofnerds.com, is it's like having two directors on a movie. What, what I love about it is it's literally like you're two people telling the same story, and you have to work together. And it's amazing when you hear stories like, uh, I talked to uh, Yannick Paquette when he was working on uh, uh, Swamp Thing with Scott Snyder. He's like, yeah, I finally got to meet him the other year. This was like last year. I'm like, how have you never met him? And he's like, well, I'm here and he's there and we you know, never really had a chance to meet. But So it's like, you guys put that together and had never met face to face? How the hell did you do that? Right. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But you've got, what, Snyder and Jock is one of those iconic pairings. Yes, exactly. You've got King and Gerard's. Yes. I mean, because they, every, listen, between Sheriff of Babylon and, you know, you get into everything else that they've done together, his one-shots on Batman that they've gotten to work on together, Mr. Miracle is incredible. Yeah. I mean, again, you're getting a shout-out. You weren't even a guest. It was just when your final issue dropped, you got a shout-out from Seth Meyers on late night. Not like, oh, he tweeted about it, or like, oh, he put up an Insta video of him reading it. Right. They took time... On a national broadcast to talk about Mr. Fucking Miracle. Like, Scott Free made national news. That's fucked up. It's 2018, man. Weed's legal and Scott Free made national news. Boom, mic drop, done. Like, a lot of shit went wrong this year, guys. (laughs) But if if we can find solace and happiness in one thing. Name 50 things that went wrong. (laughs) What? What? <laughs> First of all, that's right. Prices went up. No, um, but it's it's Mr. Miracle, and again, beyond being a pop culture moment that happened, yeah, it's an incredible book, and and it doesn't happen. The pop culture moment doesn't happen if the story sucks. Right. Exactly. Like the art's beautiful. The book is gorgeous. Gerard's is doing weird shit with comic art that people weren't doing before. Right. To the point where. Other books are taking shots at it. Yeah, absolutely. But did you, John? Did you see that? No, I burped. Oh, no, I was gonna say Deadpool. It was uh, in a Deadpool. They took a shot at the nine panels that Gerard's and King have kind of made famous. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore made it famous, and then they're like, "Hey, I'm let's sorry. do this again." Repopularize. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. Exactly. I apologize. Repopularize. No, you're good. Um, but it, it is. It's because the story is so damn good. Yeah, one hundred percent. And because, and you know what I, I, you know what I like the most about Tom King right now? What's that? He's not afraid of pissing you off. Well, yeah, because he doesn't listen. It's, and it's not that he doesn't care, but it's that he's telling a story, right? And, and he's not really interested in how you would tell the story. He's telling a story. People didn't like the way Mister Miracle ended. I personally loved it. Right, exactly. I, I like that you did not provide me with any finality. <laughs> that I'm left to draw my own conclusion. Well, and it's like you look at all of his stuff, and it's all. If you want a good read and a good story, just get on. And if you get to a place that you're kind of pissed off about, well, good. You felt something from this comic book, you know? And That's let, right. This piece of art yeah. made you feel. Let him know. Let him know that it. And it's not going to piss you off like, oh man, that's a cop out. It's going to piss you off because you're like. <laughs> 
you're so emotionally invested in this thing. Like, Damn it! Ah, what's your problem? So, as long as we're talking about kind of year in review comic book moments, and we're on Tom King and we're on anger, we got to yeah. talk about the Bat Wedding. Oh yeah, like we have to, and, and it's funny because us that feels like it was so long ago. Dude, that feels like it was years ago. But it was this summer. I know where Tom King was walking around with a bodyguard at cons because. People were threatening his life. At San Diego Comic-Con, I saw him. I saw his bodyguard there. He looked like a beefcake. Yeah, he was not not to be messed with. You will not trifle with Tom King's bodyguard. First of all, you shouldn't trifle with Tom King. He's fucking ex-CIA. Yeah, he'll mess you up. Exactly. Maybe the bodyguard was there to protect people from Tom King. That's right. Tom King's like, finish you. (laughs) Don't mess with me. (laughs) Tom King. (laughs) But like, we've had Tom on the podcast, and he couldn't be a nicer person. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like he's got the inner Leslie Nielsen who's some messed stuff up, you know? He's like, I've got a very specific set of skills. What was your reaction to the Bat Wedding? What was, I guess, because it clearly made people feel something. Dude, I... And I would be on the point of not spoiling that. Are we allowed to just talk about I that? I think we should be... It was like oh, six fucking months ago. The, okay, here's what made me mad about the thing. And I think we're fine on whatever. There's a moratorium on this way past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Because DC let the beans spill, like, the week before. Yeah. Right? That's what drove me nuts. And they're like, well, it wasn't us. It's USA Today. And it's like, okay, I understand that. But at the same time, you are national news companies and you're a national comic book company. One of the two biggest in the world. Get your shit together. Right. Don't, like... There's something to be said, and and I guess I see this from the perspective of someone who works in the media. Yeah. Like, we're provided with information a lot, way before other people are. Right. And But we're told by companies like DC, hey, you can't talk about it until this date. Yes. Exactly. USA Today broke that. Is And I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know offhand, but is USA Today a Time Warner company? It might be. And, the, and, and it might just be that they didn't send an internal memo on an embargo. Right. Or they know. might have thought, well, hey, it's our information. We'll release it when we want to. Yeah, right, you know. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know all the tendrils of that. I don't know all the yeah. tentacles. So, but it's a situation where... Dude, you're fine. It's a home cast. Turn your phone off. It. Don't worry about Oh, it's Sweetwater. What? Yeah. How did a ghost text you? I I yelled at him for not coming to pick up his Undertaker graphic novel. Ha! That's right. Come pick up your books. Do it. Also, you know, call, write, send send a carrier pigeon or some shit. I don't know where you are. We're we're frightened for you. A signal flare. A signal flare. So, Watch, so, this asshole is going to take a video of him sending up a signal flare. Yes, exactly. Because he's that type of asshole. He's just going to show up and be like, hey guys. Your hair looks good. That's right. You look beautiful. So, to answer the question though, like, as far as the wedding goes, I know a lot of people were really pissed off that they didn't get married. Yeah. I, I was kind of frustrated that that became a trend this year of wedding issues that didn't actually have weddings in them. That got very fucking tiresome. Yeah. But at the same time, I loved the lead up. Uh, yep. Batman and... I, and I loved, you know what I loved? I loved what happened after, too. Yeah. Me, too. And that if you read that Catwoman issue, or if you're reading Catwoman in tandem... Oh, as it should be. Oh, exactly. If you're not reading Joelle Jones stuff, like, what are you doing? You know, um, but the the whole lead up, the cool—I uh, don't know—he's just got this really interesting way of telling stories. Like the the date between uh, Batman and a Catwoman, and then Superman yeah. and Lois Lane, where they go out to the oh the parallel the parallel dates was one of my favorite comic uh, issues of the year. It, it really was. was. It was great. It was so fun to see. It's you know what it is. It's fun to see them as human beings. Yes, I think that's what was so. 
awesome and at the same time heartbreaking as the Batman Annual number two. Did you read that? The Notebook of Comic Book Issues? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That took it out of me. Yeah, it did. Emotionally. Um, but by the way, this week, Batman Annual number three does this, not quite the same thing, but still has those same notes. I, I have read it. It is... It hits, man. It hits. It's, guys, uh, uh, one word, Alfred. Dude, it's so good. Oh, and by the way, Mitch, uh, is, no, it's Otto Schmidt. Otto Schmidt's yeah. on the art, and yep. he's unbelievable. Really good. If you guys are wondering, listen, two guys to watch, and they both came from Green Arrow. They both have books out, I think, this week, or recently... Is, is Otto Schmidt and Juan Ferrer. Fuck, man. Every book came out in the last two weeks. Like, every book Every ever. great book. No. Yeah. Every book that's published right now came out in the last two weeks. Well, because they don't want to come out Christmas and New Year's. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it has been insanity at the store. We had, hands down, our biggest bill ever at the comic book shop this I week. I bet. But I mean, like, okay, when you're launching four Batman titles, and Batman is probably our best-selling character. Yeah. You know? It's like, well, was a lot of the reviewers this week were saying, God, it's a Batman overload. I was okay with it. I was too. <laughs> Honestly, and too, like, uh, I know it's going to get swept back because that seems to be what happens to this guy, but Peter Tomasi on Detective, that I don't know if you read that one or not, but that was a creepy-ass read and oh, well, really I good. Missed it. I missed it. So it, it starts off and Batman's heading to uh, check out this crime scene and he's at the zoo and somebody gave these people plastic surgery and then killed them to look like Thomas and Martha Wayne. Their, their clothes, they've got facsimile handbills in their oh pockets. Oh my god. Yeah. It's, it's twisted. I'm like, what the fuck are you playing at, Tomasi? Where are you going, Tomasi? Yeah, I love that man. He's fantastic too. I, I feel like he has the curse of like, he was doing Batman and Robin when Snyder was doing Batman. Yeah. So it's great writing, but at the same time, when you've got like, mind-blowing, breaking all the boxes stuff going on over here, everyone's like, yeah, all right, that's adorable. Yeah, it's okay, it's the thing. Yeah. It's cute. So, um, so, 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 I mean, again, the two big headliners, two of the big headliners of the year were Mr. Miracle, everyone loved Batman White Knight, that yeah. was a big hit for everyone. Um, I'd say that's the DC knockout the box. Yeah. You know I mean, like, yeah. really blow people's minds. Marvel didn't have a bad year, though. I, I would say Marvel probably had its best year creatively in the past, what, three I'd say, I mean, this is this is me, and I don't read a ton of Marvel anymore. But I'd say it's the best year they've had since like Mark Millar's Civil War, like the first OG Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was with, a good year with that, and then Planet Hulk was right around then, and then you know, like all these great little series coming out, Secret Invasion and stuff. Oh, and then that was when Hickman was still rocking with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this year, I mean, like they got really every book that you that, that has been coming out that's been blowing minds is one guy. It's Donny Cates. Two guys. Two guys. You're right. Yep. Coates. Yes. Absolutely. Coates and yeah. Cates. It's Coates sure? and Cates. I mean, uh, Coates is on, what, Black... Is he still on Black Panther? Yeah. And he's on Captain America. Yeah. And, and then Cates is on, what, 17 books? Cates is the new Bendis. He's everywhere. <laughs> They've got him on... Uh, he just did finish up on a Cosmic Ghost Rider miniseries. He's doing Venom right now. He's doing Venom one-shot stories, which he did this book called Ven- Web of Carnage, which was... Twisted and fantastic in all the best ways. Like it was a cult that was dedicated to Cletus Cassidy and basically bringing him back from the dead. Oh, good. Yeah, that's the thing you want to do. Yeah, that's that's the thing to do there. Yes. So you know, and I mean, like this is this is definitive venom, uh, just as much as like this is definitive Eddie Brock venom. Yeah. Because you know, I would say the last really definitive work was like the Rick Remender. 
uh, Flash Thompson. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. The Flash Thompson stuff, the Agent Venom shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really good when he was really killing it on it. Really fantastic. Uh, but I would agree with you. I mean, you know, my kid gets his pulls at your shop. Yeah. And, like, he pulls two books, and it's Venom, and it was Cosmic Ghost Rider. Which is crazy, you know? And, you know, of course, when my kid pulls books, that means I pull books. And, that's right. <laughs> do, you, do you see who's, who, or what Kate's is going on next, speaking of Cosmic Ghost Rider? I think, I, I saw, Cos, is Cosmic Ghost Rider coming back in March? He's, no, he's going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, then there it is. And it, actually, you know what? That was, Isaac told me that was the last page of the end of the miniseries. Yep. Was revealing that he was joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's cool because... I don't know if it's if it's everybody in this shot, but they were like, oh yeah, this is the new Guardians. Galactus is in this picture, and all the classic ones you'd think of, and then all the original, like, you know, if you've watched the movies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger team, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean the uh, Sly Stallone team? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same um, guy. Yeah, what like, did I say? No, but like, like Schwarzenegger, Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. though, you the same guy. I said the wrong one, they just have different accents. Yes, exactly. That's it. Yes. You could literally put Arnold in all of Stallone's movies. And Except Rocky. Except, Except for Rocky. That would be a weird like, movie. Arnold could be in Rambo. Yeah. And Sly could be the Terminator. That's true. Like, I mean, think about it. I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. No, Adrian, come with me if you he want to live. He's the Terminator <laughs> in Last Action Hero. You guys come on, it's his best movie. He's doing it. <laughs> We're, Real not, quick we're not si- talking movies, though. We're talking comedy. Real quick sidebar. John just- loves movies. <laughs> no, that's Doug loves movies. We can't steal that. That's right. Oh, yeah. We t- Real quick sidebar. We watched <laughs> Running Man this year. Good God, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. Some movies just don't hold up. Touche. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, so... Alright, so again, Marvel Marvel did really have a, kind of a, a renaissance year. Yeah. They brought the Fantastic Four back. Yeah, man. Um, you know what else has been killing it too, and I, I don't remember who's writing it right now, and I feel really bad about it. Immortal Hulk has been doing fantastic things. Alexa, my brain. Who's writing Immortal Hulk? Let's see if this works. There's no internet. Oh yeah, that's right. Our internet's down. Oh, Alexa. God, that would have been so us. cool. <laughs> well, it's more like my my internet currently has failed us. But no, that that book has been fantastic too. Like. I mean, our readership for that has been growing by leaps and bounds, like, for the long time. I mean, like, Hulk, it's always had a decent readership. Right, there's always, yeah, there's always Hulk fans. There are sure. Hulk people. Right. Mojo Joe is one Al of them. Al Ewing? Yes, Al Ewing. Ewing. Um, Ewing, you <laughs> fucking Star Wars nerd. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Al Ewing. It's Al Ewing. Yeah, Pat, uh, you know who I love for the Knicks? Patrick Ewing. Yeah, yes. he's the best. He's my favorite. Yes. He's the best. Patrick Ewing. He went to Georgetown. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> John Calvert, ladies and gentlemen, fantastic! This motherfucker! <laughs> oh my god! But, <laughs> but that book's probably up thirty or forty percent on sales too. I mean, like it's it's selling very well. Um, it's nice to see Marvel like really. I mean, not that there's been always books that have, have really kept the fire going, but it really seems like they're upping their game this year. Speaking of upping their game this year, uh, Vertigo. Oh, yeah. Vertigo. The Dreaming Man. Oh, my God. Are you reading The Dreaming right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a comeback. So what a yes. comeback. Like, what a what a resurgence. Yes. I actually just read uh, Goddess Mode number one from that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's a trip fest. Fantastic. And I loved it. <laughs> 
I, uh, I reviewed it over at thequarternerds.com, and I put up one of the pictures, and it, you know, it's a courtesy of DC Comics, slash that one time I took mushrooms at Electric Forest. Fantastic. Because it is, but it is vibrant, and it is crazy. And you know what it is? It's risky. It's a risky, it's a risky book to put out. That's what Vertigo's supposed to be, though. Yeah. Listen, it's an original story, it's an original concept from, and this isn't a shot at Zoe Quinn, but from an unproven writer. Sure, absolutely. You know, with a big name artist attached in yeah. Robbie Rodriguez. Yes. So it, it is, but it accomplishes exactly what it's out to accomplish. I am very interested in this story now. Which, you know, it's it's nice to see that they're, like, pulling themselves back because Vertigo, it seems like, has launched and relaunched a few different times, especially in the last couple of years, and it, it kind of failed to get those, those that readership back, but man, this, it feels like old school Vertigo, which is fantastic. And, and you know what, it, a lot of that probably has to do with, like... The Sandman being the core of it all. Yeah. Like, being kind of the foundation that the brand is built upon is this proven, beloved franchise. Exactly. And I think maybe that's what Vertigo was missing the past few times it tried, was you didn't really have any strength of brand. And, like, for Neil Gaiman to just say, like, yeah, no, listen, I'll put my stamp of approval on it, I'll curate the first collection, and then it's all you guys again. I'm Neil Gaiman. I'm going to go and sign random books in airports. I'm going to be amazing somewhere I'm just going to go be awesome. Yeah, he is fantastic. Um, No, and I mean, like, you're not going to get Garth Ennis back. You're not going to get Preacher 2. You're not going to get Alan Moore back. It's just not going to happen. And I mean, like, those three, I mean, are the big ones that had these big, huge... Oh, uh, Warren Ellis. Like, I would love to get Transmet back. Um, Or 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 even just something from War. Yeah, well, he's doing... um, He's doing Cemetery Beach over at Image. And the problem is it just seems like his stuff doesn't have as much coherence as it has in years before. Well, yeah, even Injection was a little, like, scattershotty. Right, you, you know? know? I don't know if he's just, like, trying to focus on too many things or he's just phoning it in, but, like... Well, might be, he's writing a ton of TV now. That's true. He's writing a ton for TV. Which is great, you know? I, f- I feel like him and Jeff Loeb were the two biggest ones that we kind of lost to writing TV, which lost, I say, in air quotes, you right. know? Because, shit, all the Netflix world, you know, and, uh, no, all that stuff has been great, the, the TV shows, but I do miss cracking up some books and seeing those names. Those are big names. Those are, those are headlines. Yeah. But you mentioned Image. We, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Image, if we didn't talk about Boom. <sighs> so good. No, I, I mean, like, even, like, um, not, both of those are great, but yeah. they are both moving to the forefront. They're bubbling up. They're... Not as, in, especially Image, not as independent as they used to be. No, I don't even think of Image when I think of Indies anymore. No, but you know what's been great, too, is Aftershock. Aftershock? Fuck, Valiant's been putting out some good books. Yes, absolutely. Um, like, the Ninja K reboot was great. Absolutely. Well, and it's so cool to see them getting their um, their movies off the ground and everything. I think it was just announced this week that EXO is in, either been cast or in pre-production. I think or? it's in pre yeah, it's, I think it's in pre, and they've got a couple other things that they've got in pre-production, like directors, scriptwriters. Like, there's going to be a Valiant movie universe, you guys. Dude, that's that's not that's not a thing. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I know it's get, it's 2000. Listen, it's 2018. Weed is legal, and Valiant's going to have a movie universe. <laughs> Foil covers are back. Foil uh, covers are back. Yep, absolutely. 2018, bitches. Yep. Perfect. Got it. Like we out here. Like, did you see the thing? Just real quick sidebar. Did you see the? A weird variant that they did a few months ago. I don't remember what book it was for, but they, if you bought 500 copies, the cover of the book was a sheet of glass. What? Yeah. Um, I guess there's videos of it on YouTube and stuff, but it was literally like printed on glass. And um, that's so weird. 
it was very strange. I did I not like order it. 500 copies, but boy, was I tempted. I'm like, a glass cover, you say? Hmm. <laughs> Display on the mantle? I got to see this thing. Right? I, I would I would have been tempted to buy 500 copies just to see it. Right. That's why you were in a comic shop and I talk on the radio. Yeah, I would have been like, I got to see this. And I'd be like, I'm closing now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We were so close to that 40th anniversary. I got 475 copies. I don't know what I'm going to do with <laughs> Make a blanket to sleep that's, under on the streets. That's right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I live in my valiant house. Oh, my valiant house. Whatever book it was. Yes. I bet it was Faith. They they, they push that book super they hard. They really are pushing that book hard, yeah. So. Um, yeah, and it's it's weird because, like, we've got a couple people that read it, but it's, you would think that would be doing better just kind of like the state of the world and all that kind of stuff. Because it is, I mean, like, it's a, it's a not as mainstream of an image of character and all this kind of stuff, you know, so you would think it would be a lot more, um, people would be more into it, you know, and more yeah. um, kind of like underdog rooting and stuff like that, but, you know, it, I, I feel like it, when it blows up, it's going to be huge, though. Yeah, I mean, I believe the report for years was that they pay the most per page for artists and creators. They do, yeah, yeah. And the, the problem, I think, for Valiant this year was a lot of uh, managerial shakeup. Yeah. You know, they they lost a lot of people. And that's a little frustrating, too, because we... So, like, for for instance, they do this pre-order variant that you can do. If you order, it's like the first five copies of the book, you're basically putting your money down and going, all right, I want all five of these books, and you get a specific cover. Um, they forgot to put that in our catalog a couple of times this year, and we contacted the guy that we've always contacted. He's always been really good about it. He don't work for him no more. Yep. He gone. So, like, it was total different staff, complete shakeup with, with everyone there. Even for us, our contact point there changed. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. It's it's really, it's a weird thing. Because, like, our contact point at DC has been the same the entire time we've had this podcast. Right. You know, our, my, my contact at WB hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, Marvel, get back to us. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You, you mean uh, Dizzy's Frozen Head. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. You don't take no calls because it's the devil. Send an email to Winnie the Pooh's asshole. That's right. <laughs> what? John looks at me when I say stuff. I I mean, I try to get a hold of Bob Iger if you want. You got his number? Find it. Yeah. I don't doubt that. <laughs> I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. So, so I got to bring up, too, because we were talking about image for a little bit, too. Yeah. Um... This is a recent book that came out, but have you guys checked out Middle West yet? The new Scotty Young book? No, and I feel bad because I love Scotty. Oh my god, that book is great. Well, Scotty, that and Bully Wars are both... Bully Wars is great. We should probably have talked about Bully Damn, Wars. Damn, Bully Wars is good. It's a six-issue miniseries. I believe it's six issues, but I think they're going to keep on going. I think they're just doing it in six-issue arcs. Maybe not. I don't know. We talked about it on the video. We did oh, talk yeah, about it on the, the video. Yeah, yeah. Videos you guys yeah, do do every week? every Wednesday around 5.45 to 6 p.m. I believe you're referring to The Pix. The Pix. Live. <laughs> live. I think you guys should start I calling just... them The Pix Live. Like, add live to the end of anything <laughs> that you can. Okay. Thanks. I mean, it is live on Facebook, so why not? Right. <laughs> This is not live. This is recorded. That's right. In case you guys are wondering, even, even though if you're listening to this, thinking like, "Oh, this is live," no, we just we we don't edit. No, we don't. We, fix we throw things at the wall and see what sticks. We just, well, yeah, it's been sticking for a while. That's so right. Should probably but, get that checked out. No, uh, but Bully Wars has been fantastic. Um, I I love everything that, that there is to do about it. You know, like, and you would think that Scotty Young's name would overshadow the fact that he's not actually drawing it. 
but they've got this similar style on it that is really good, and it's just a fun read. Like it's when when you need to get pulled away from like, oh, Batman's making me bummed out, and everything is sad, and everything <laughs> is serious. Great, but very serious. It's like, oh, hey, here's a book about bullies who pick on each other. This is gonna be fantastic, and the <laughs> kids that pick on him that are helping him, excellent. Oh my goodness. Gavin from Tardy's Collector's Corner joining us, talking about some of the best comic books of the year. Uh, another one of the big titles, and we've been talking about a lot of reboots, but a lot of good reboots hit stands this year. Marvel rebooting Runaways. Yeah, that's been doing very well. I I won't lie, I hesitated to check it out only because, like, I loved the first run so much. Right. Like, I, I, I didn't know if I was ready to be hurt again. BKV for life. Seriously, it was so good. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It was so good. No, um, but the reboot's been doing really, really well. Yeah, and I was I was a little nervous because it, it came out with a bunch of other stuff. Like, Marvel, for some reason, seems to, unless... Uh, instead of, like, putting out a few things every couple of months or whatever, they'll hit you with, like, 12 things in one month and then see how it hits you, you know? Like, but that was one of those ones that they dropped a bunch of titles at the same time, and I was like, oh, man, I'm nervous for Runaways, and it's doing great. Uh, some other books that are, are just of note that are making other people's best of lists. Sabrina. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That doesn't count. That came out like four years ago. Yeah, but it's still coming out this year. It can still be a great book. It's not. It's done. It's done. It's done. Well, Number eight came out last year, and it's great. I love Sabrina. I could talk about Sabrina for forever. It's probably renewed interest because of the series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I really wish that they would do more. Like, please... Archie, please do more. What are you doing to us? That and... Did you ever read just the straight-up Afterlife of the Archie? It was so awesome. There's enough to do a second volume, and they haven't done a second graphic novel yet. And I would bet it's because of the success of Riverdale. Yeah. And they don't want to, you know, oh, no, all the Riverdale, the sexy kids. Mud, muddy up the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the brand is now sexy teens. Yeah, it is. Mm. Well, and it kills me, too, because there's this issue of Archie. I think it was number six, Afterlife of the Archie. Keep it clear. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that um, Sabrina goes to this mental ward, and they keep telling her that she's not a witch, not a witch, not a witch. And it fi- you find out that these people that are part of the mental ward have been dampening their powers and doing these tests on them to figure out who the Bride of Cthulhu is going to be. And she, at the end of it, she gets sacrificed to Cthulhu. And it is one of the coolest damn pages. It's this big double spread of Cthulhu raging out of the water. It's one of the baddest ass things I've ever seen. And no, and also gra- incredibly fucked up. Yeah, and no graphic novels whatsoever. Damn it! Come on. But yeah, I'm, I mean, like Sabrina the TV show. I'm so excited that it's doing so well that hopefully they kick out some more comic books. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're making a Christmas special. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> What's this is wonderful. It's doing so well. Even Satan's pissed off about it. <laughs> I heard. Well. <laughs> So, some of Satan is pissed, and then some of Satan just doesn't care. <laughs> That's right. The Satanists really got to find what page they're on. <sighs> yeah, they really got to unite under one devil. That's the person that I'm really worried about offending is the Satanists. The Satanists yeah, listening abs- to this podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want them to... I mean, like... I'm pretty sure we're number one with Satanists. I bet there's at least one. There's at least... There's, there's got to be at least one Satanist <laughs> that listens to this show. And we want to make sure you feel included. Yeah, because <laughs> really... <laughs> Piazza Billy, we're talking to you. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you. Listen, Roger. <laughs> oh, damn. No, I don't mean that. I'm sure Roger believes in something. He, he believes in himself. Man, Roger does believe in himself. That's right. Side note, we went out with him this weekend, and man, that dude can dance. 
<laughs> really? Yes. I would not have pictured Rod. Uh, we, we, do we want to fully out him? Yeah, dude, I do. Absolutely. We were out at the tip top, and dude had moves. We were. Uh, we went to go see a bunch of surf rock bands. He danced with every woo girl in there. He was just boogieing, and man, there was a lot of woo girls in there. <laughs> oh my god! Had the moves. Crazy year in comics. No, everyone's gonna be like, "Who is this, Roger?" This is Roger, listen. If you're at a bar with a bunch of surf bands, that's right. And there's a middle-aged man cutting a rug. That's right, wearing kind of a pork pie hat or a scarf. He will look somewhat stylish, depending on your definition of stylish. Ask him to draw you a creature of the Black Lagoon or an Alice Cooper. He will do it. Or a robot. He's great at robots. Oh, the robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roger's awesome. This guy derailed quickly. No, this. It's what home casts are for. That's brother. right. Well, listen, you guys, um, you guys have what bunch of sales going on for Christmas, dude? We've got this weird, weird kind of cool event. Not cool, kind of cool. I, it is cool. I'm very excited about this this Saturday. I won't lie to you. I'm hoping to have this podcast out by the time you do this event, dude. That'd be fucking excellent. I'm really hoping. So, if you're hearing this before Saturday, the fifteenth of December, two thousand eighteen, yeah. We're There's a killer event. I'm stopping by. Are you? Sweet. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. It's you guys in AB. How do I not stop by? Johnny Johnny, you stopping by? I think I'm going to be there, like, open. Damn right. I think I'm going to be there at, like, 10 a.m. So, maybe I'll just come with you. Yeah, okay. So Because Craig, my good friend Craig, who likes to buy things from you. Craig Ferguson? Craig. Sure. He Not that Craig. Oh, Craig. Fair. He bought the Kiss. He bought the... Oh, Kiss Craig. Clock. Yeah, clock. Uh, yeah. Orange thing. Um, yeah, he's... He just texted me. He's like, see you Saturday. I'm like... Wait, you going to the shop? Like, yeah, I'm going to the shop. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hey, Cra- hey, Craig, by the way, next week we're getting another Clockwork Orange thing in, so Ooh. stop in again next week. Maybe so. he has it already. I don't know. It's brand I'm new. I'm about the event while I have water. <laughs> so, it's brand new, brand new. What, tell us what's going on. Like, what's, what's the concept? You came up with this with AB, who Dude. is just a killer DJ in town. Yeah. And a- so a basically, huge he, collector. He came up with this. He came in, so we see, I don't know if anybody knows AB out there. Most people do, it seems like, at least in Grand Rapids. I think like, most people know who he is. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, he shows up every, he's on, like, the news fairly regularly and things. Um, if you don't know who he is, large, handsome man. Um, uh-huh. Very handsome. He stops in, we see him three or four times a week. He rolls in like Kramer, grabs a couple comic books, and then heads on to wherever else he's going. Most of the time it's, my wife thinks I'm at the store getting food and I grab comic books and I'm going out. So, um, <laughs> so he usually swings in and he comes in and he's like, oh, I want to sell some of my toys because he has, uh, real quick, another sidebar, amazing toy collection. He buys really, really cool stuff from us all the time. Um, so he's going to have all this cool stuff that he's bringing that he's just trying to thin through a little bit. Um, trying to make room in his collection, stuff that he's had for forever. And I'll be honest, I have no clue what's coming in. <laughs> I really like because he buys everything from like Marvel Legends. He buys older stuff. He buys newer stuff. He buys designer stuff like sideshow figures and three A and hot toys and stuff like that too. Damn. So I, I don't know if he. I don't think he's thinning that out, but I don't know. Like I have no clue. So but he's gonna be hanging out. He's gonna be hanging out all day. He's gonna be hanging out from eleven to five, playing music, uh, selling off some of his stuff. He's. Usually he does a lot of DJs for parties and and uh, oh he's awesome. Listen, I I know AB from when he was a musician. Coconut Brown, AB man. and Coconut Brown, That's one of right. the honest to God, one of my favorite Grand Rapids bands of all time. It's good stuff of all time, dude can rock. Yeah, absolutely. I like. I'm excited to come here and play. It's been a while since I've been able to see him. So. Yeah, man. And so the nice thing is, so he another thing that he does is weddings, 
And so weddings, it's not about what you want to play. It is about what they want to hear, you know? So he is going to play music that he's used to hearing at the store. So I would expect a lot of lyrical rap, like a lot of, like, most F, Wu-Tang Clan, stuff like that. But also, he knows my love of Tears for Fears, and if he doesn't play Tears for Fears, <laughs> I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's this great, he, he plays a very eclectic music. So along with that, along with all of his new stuff that, like I said, I, I'm not going through this stuff before. I'm going to fight my nerd judgment, my, my comic book guy judgment, and go and buy everything out before everybody comes in. <laughs> I'm going to not buy anything Worst before the door's sale open. sale ever. That's right. Everybody's <laughs> just going to be like, I'll be like, yeah, I just got this new collection in. All this stuff is really good. I don't know what it is. So, no, I'm not doing any of that. It's all going to be on the, sh- on, on the shelf. I'm leaving it. I'm not going to touch anything. Um, and we're also going to do 20% off in the store. Um, oh. Yeah. Store-wide, uh, with a small exclusion of brand new this week. You're right. It just came out, you guys. Come on. Pay full price. Come on. The price is the price. It hurts my wallet. It hurts my wallet when you do these things. Don't hurt the man's bottom that's, line. It's Christmas, for God's sake. Exactly. Come on, I need a fetish. Or Hanukkah, juice. or Festivus, whatever you, you know, whatever you celebrate this time of year, whatever makes... Whatever makes your bowl full of jelly jiggle, okay? Mm. <laughs> Thinking about jelly jiggling? Delicious. Wow. Mm. should probably let you go eat, huh? <laughs> I am not hungry at all. <laughs> um, but no, this the sale should be fun. Um, I hope everybody comes out to it. Like, it's it's going to be a good time, I'm telling you. So come out. We're going to get this up before this happens. We're going to yeah. try and get this up tomorrow. Poop it out. Maybe we should you come in. Poop it out. Yeah, poop it out. Poop it out. And we'll be there. Maybe we'll come at 11 because that's when it starts. <laughs> Totes. <laughs> that seems like a better plan. So, <laughs> and so the one other thing I wanted to mention real quick, too, because we're talking about, you know, like what, what happened this year, but I also want to talk about what's, what's to come. Next year is Tardis Collector's Corner's 40th anniversary. Ooh. We are going to be doing some stuff next year. Just throwing the gauntlet down, next year is going to be impressive. I'm banger telling you that. After banger. That's after right. After banger. We got a banger, dude! <laughs> I'm excited. We're still going to be doing the videos every Wednesday. That's right. So that's, we're going to start a whole new year of that. That's going to be fun. We're going to start doing uh, the Picks of the Week clothing optional. Tardies after dark. Oh, we've done that already. I was half making a new video. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't record it last time, though. <laughs> this... This time we're letting everybody in on it. Yep. That's all right. It. This is where we shut it down. <laughs> we shut it down. We started talking yeah. about getting naked. That's yeah. when. Uh, listen. That's when the premium podcast starts. That's right. Listen. My premium the, podcast starts. I mean, we don't have a premium podcast. The Barry White just came on and we got to go. We're just gonna get naked. That's right. Alexa, put on Barry White. On the internet, still doesn't work. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fine. John, sing some Barry White and get us out of here. I don't know the Barry White. <laughs> Fantastic.